What's going on, everybody? You've got the cardboard coaches here with your boy, Coach Go. I am the cartel, your friendly neighborhood cartel. And we've got a special guest here today. You want to give yourself an introduction here, sir? Hey, Peter Pacman of RPS, Rip Pack and Slab. I'm here, but I'm representing both of my brothers at the same time. So even though you can't see them, they're here with me too. Always in spirit. All right. All right well, as, as many people in the hobby know, uh, Peter Pacman is a stalwart and a star in, in the hobby and on Instagram in particular, although we're going to find out they're spreading out all, all around the hobby as well. We're excited to have Peter Pacman here. I, I've said to him personally that we've been letting this, this appearance marinate. I knew a lot of things were, were, were in the works, and I knew that Peter Pacman was going to be spreading out throughout the hobby. So we let this marinate a little bit and get to the point where we can have the man on tonight and, uh, and have a great conversation about the hobby and everything that Peter Pacman is adding to it. So what, what, what I appreciate about that the most, bro, is that uh, uh, I get the, the time you took to build the relationship and the rapport. It was organic. I don't think anything was forced. You know what I mean? But yeah, it, it always feels good when there's already a foundation in place. And then it feels like your, your partner or your friend reaches out and say, hey, let's hop on the call. And it's like, it's nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not awkward. It's not weird. It just feels it, the vibes are all good. So I appreciate that, man, for real. Both of you. Absolutely, man. And, and, I, and I agree, you know, especially in the, in the podcasting biz. And when it comes to lining things up, there, there, there is sometimes an element of that organic uh, buildup that is that is missing. So I, I, I hear you on that. And it's important. And, and I love that that's that's involved here. So first and foremost, you know, I, I can ask you how you got into the hobby and that sort of thing. But what I really want to know is how everything started developing in terms of the the the, the content that you're putting out there, the, the humor, and of course, most importantly, the music, which uh, I mean, it's an amazing thing that in this, this period of the hobby, we can put on some amazing uh, hip hop that deals with what we're doing and actually throw that onto our, our, our headphones and, and listen while we're, while we're enjoying the hobby. So how did that all start happening? Man? Right, right, right. We could skip because, because how I got into the hobby was everybody else. Anybody who's in the hobby today and has, who has been in the hobby as a child, we were all privileged enough to be able to afford cards. Yeah. There were still kids back then who couldn't afford $4 packs. So even though kids can't afford cards now, kids couldn't afford cards back then. So we were all privileged as we are now to be in the hobby, right? So fast forwarding it to how we started creating content, uh, Slabby and I, we've been collecting cards. I've been collecting cards and toys forever. So, um, but about a year ago, Slabby really got into wanting to invest in cards and invest in other things other than the stock market and just, you know, tangible, there's things that, assets and things like that. So he came into the garage and he said, uh, bro, uh, a lot of stuff is happening in the market, everything that you've been collecting, prices are going up. Like, I think we should really look into the hobby or into the sports cards as a way to make some money too. So originally when we had because I was a closet collector with my toys and with my cards. I didn't post any content unless I bought a new toy or bought a new card and it was just quick. I didn't have any file. I didn't, we didn't know the hobby had a social media community at all. Yeah. Ever. Like right. we were naive. You know what I mean? We didn't know any of that. So um, uh, when we got in, we were like, all right, let's start breaking like everybody else is doing. We want to break. 
and we did it. We had our own format. We have our own unique, different ways that we like to break. I think that's Slabby right out there right now. Um, <laughs> we had our own unique ways that we like to break, and um, it was cool, but it wasn't organic. We felt like we were following everybody else because everybody else was breaking. Yeah. Even though we were doing it differently, it, it was fun. It was cool. We were um, introducing a lot of our friends and family to the hobby by doing that, but it still didn't feel like us. So I think it was Slabby said, man, we could just start making some funny skits just for me and you. Let's start redoing a lot of our movies that we liked as kids or teenagers and make them uh, hobby related. So that was about in June or July, I think July of 2020 is when we first made our first hobby related skits. And then we did that. And then our cousin Javid Rip, he was watching the skits on Instagram and he was cracking up. He loved them. And it actually brought him back into the hobby as far as collecting cards and looking at cards. He was a professional athlete. He signed some of these cards growing up. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's seen these contracts and these deals. So that conversation um, between us three, we started to just talk about that, the inner workings of the hobby, things we didn't know, things he didn't know. We started educating each other. And then from there, that's when the text thread started. And then Job would hear about all our ideas with content. And then we would say, uh, man, we're gonna take a song off the radio and turn it into a hobby song just for fun. And Javis said, oh, that'd be funny, but let me make the beat and y'all can make a real song. And Slabby and I said, no, we don't wanna do that because we, we don't rap. We've never yeah. made a song before that. You know what I mean? This was our first time ever making music or anything like that. Wow. Yes. So we, we were literally doing it just for fun in between us and joking. And Javid sent us a beat with a hook. I think it was grades, literally a day later. And we just had fun with it. Um, wow. from, yeah, from there was just what, which ways can we add value or try different things that have been done or haven't been done and add our own twist to it and add our own hobby flavor to it um, with the hopes of just making people smile, making people, uh, uh, inviting others to the hobby that may think it's all about or only about collecting or only about investing or only about selling or only about whatever it can be yeah. about any and everything and really it's for us it's family uh, oriented and it's about those memories and moments so we just said what can we do to create stuff that's going to last forever music and you know us just creating these moments and memories together with our family with each other with other people in the hobby so that's how it got started and here we are today it's powerful stuff. It's amazing to hear that that you guys hadn't done anything previously, uh, you know, musically because grades is a classic. We uh, good wax. Um, I'm loving. Uh, who do you collect? It, you, you guys have flow. You guys it, it, and 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 it's it's well produced enough that it seems like you guys had had been at it for a while. So that's amazing to hear. I also know that in your process of content creation, you mentioned on, on your Instagram feed that. You know, when people were saying, man, you're, you're, you're pounding out so much content and, and your reply was like, if, I, if I'm feeling something, I'm doing it and, and getting it out there and you're getting your family involved. You just mentioned family. Talk a little bit about that, man, because that, that to me is one of the most endearing and amazing parts of what you're doing. And, and oftentimes when I'm laughing the hardest, you know, I think back to that one where you're, you're sleeving cards over the years and it, and it starts <laughs> with the young one and then you start making those facial tics. T tell us a little bit about how you're getting your family involved and why that's so important. It's important because specifically for us, everything we do with the hobby, we try and mimic it to how we collect it as children. Yeah. So for example, even when it comes to the cards, 
I think between Slabby and I, I think Slabby sent one set of cards or maybe a sub of eight cards off to get graded in our whole life. We've never, I've never submitted cards. I've bought graded cards, but I've never submitted cards because back when I was collecting as a kid, there were no graded cards. So right. coming into the hobby now, it's not attractive to me. I'm attracted to what I was attracted to back then. Yeah, we, we were able to collect cars because our father, we were privileged. We had a father and a mother who worked several jobs and they, you know, they were able to spend money on us uh, on cards and other things and toys. So it became part of our upbringing. You know what I mean? So so, that's why you're Pac-Man and Slabby's got the slabs. Exactly. It's all making exactly. sense now. And Rip and Rip. And when Rip first started, he couldn't hold wax for anything. Him and his wife were just ripping any and everything. That's when Rip crazy. first started, he was supposed to be an investor, but everything he bought, he ripped open. That's you know funny. what I mean? So That's <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So um, so we we just try and bring back those feelings, man. If if it was our dad that got us into the hobby, all three of us are fathers, we're gonna make sure we include our 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 family into the hobby however we feel it's fun for us for them um yeah it's just it's and it's the most affordable way for us to collect and do it too because then we're not buying any and everything yeah. we keep it quickly to what we liked or couldn't have and couldn't afford when we were younger and now we may be able to get now you know what i mean so yeah absolutely that's awesome and and honestly i wanted to touch on that as well just like watching some of your tiktok videos and uh that, that this is how he Aton and I differ is like Aton sees all, all your media content on Instagram and so do I, but it's uh, TikTok is a, is a much, uh, it's like a more MySpace. And um, man, I just, I love seeing the amount of videos that you pump out with your kids and it just like togetherness. And I mean, even you see like their friends having fun with it, you know what I mean? Like, and it, it really does. I mean, it's the part of the hobby that a lot of people forget it's um it's we need the children i mean not only to keep the values up but like way big way bigger than that like we need the children to enjoy this as much as we did because that's why we love it so much now you know what i mean like we want it just it, there's something special that you get to watch one of your idols on tv and then you you rip a pack open and even if it's a base card you're like yo that's that's yep. Devin Booker, you know what I mean? Like that's like me, I yeah. got his card. Yeah. I got yeah. Booker's card, right? So it's just something special that you know, unless you've experienced it, especially when you were a kid, it's just not the same. And uh, so I really commend you for that. And I, I just I love what you're doing, man. Man, right on. Appreciate that. And oh. shout out to everyone else that's doing it too. There's a lot of educators and just human beings in the hobby who. Who, who give back or do what they can yeah. in their own respective roles and rights too, and have intentions too and will. So shout out to everybody with just that energy because it's going on. Luckily for me, I'm just able to put it out there and share it with everybody at just my specific community and location. But I've talked to other people who shared with me that they've been doing it too for a long time. And, you know, it, it's there. Like you said, a lot of people don't yeah. know that it's happening, yeah. but it's happening and it, it grows. Once you plant the seed, they do it on their own. It's crazy. Exactly. It, it's, man. it's pretty, it's pretty clear that, you know, and, and that's one thing that RPS is providing. And again, that's, so that's Rip Hamiltops, who, as, as you mentioned, is uh, Javid, who, who is, has an amazing story behind him, a former Olympian and, and NFL player. Uh, we've got Peter Pacman and we got Slabby Sosa. I love that name, Slabby Sosa. We all want to be Slabby around here. And, uh, you know, you, you guys have this acute awareness that that's the generation that's eventually going to be 
taking charge. They're going to be taking the reins. They're going to be setting up shows that we need them collecting. And, and a funny thing is, it's just kind of an aside here. Uh, uh, I like to call Peter Pac-Man double P. And that's that you mentioned, like, look, not everyone could afford cards back in the day and today. A lot of people talk about retail and how one of the big issues was, you know, kids weren't having access to it. But let's be real, like, we're still talking about $20, $30, $40 blasters and mega boxes. And that's that's still something that can be difficult to obtain for, for a lot of segments of society. Now, you are an educator. You're involved in the, in the educational system. You work with kids and some of your best videos and, and your stories that you post up uh, throughout the day involve kids um, playing with cards, getting cards, trading cards and distributing them, uh, distributing them. Talk a little bit about that, how, you know, you're, 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 you're also using your position as an educator to uh, spread out the hobby positivity and get kids involved. Yeah, right, right. So even before this craze, I mean, I've been working with children and families now in some shape, form or fashion for the last 18, 19 years. Unreal. So I, I can't remember a time where I didn't see at least one or a couple kids bring cards to school at some point during the school year for a period of time. So it wasn't, it hasn't been just me bringing a card to school yeah, yeah. and it's there, right? It's just yeah. now, uh, uh, it's intentional. Last year, even before the whole craze, we had a uh, my guy, uh, Marlo, has a financial literacy uh, nonprofit, Relentless Sacrifices, and we ran a financial literacy program within the school with a handful of students. And we use cards, toys, any and everything to try to just teach money skills and things like that. And um, I think that's where it started intentionally for us, especially with the cards, because we saw how it changed the children's, um, not changed, uh, uh, their perspective, but I don't know, it kind of made them happier. It made a lot of kids happier. And it wasn't always, it wasn't about value. It had yeah. nothing to do with value, nothing to do with money. There's this child uh, this year who, who, who was having a, a hard time, a difficult time uh, dealing with stress and depression and anxiety. And he's in fifth grade and his mother and his teacher reached out to me and asked if he can join my social skills group. So I'm talking with him and he's describing all these things he's going through. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm letting him finish talking. When he's done, I say, hey bro, I'm going through the same things. That's crazy. So it's like, man, these fifth grade children are going through the same exact feelings 10 times more than us as adults. Yeah. So we're talking and he has all of these distractions or things that he's learning how to cope with. And video games is one of the ones that are difficult for him that causes a lot of, you know, I'm saying things amongst yeah. other outside stuff that that I won't share. But video games yeah. specifically yeah. was. And when I brought up Pokemon cards that used to be in his part of his routine that was taken out. But when I brought out Pokemon cards, he literally stopped shaking. He was focused. I, I, lived, I picked up a Pokemon card, showed it to him on the screen. His eyes lit up. And then since then, it's been something that even when we talk about, even when he thinks about it, if he can't have an actual card, he can draw images of a card or he can put himself in a place where that helps him cope and use that as a tool. And I never thought that a card can do that. I'm always thinking, all right, reading, counting, social skills, um, a whole bunch of other things, you know, money, a whole yeah. bunch of other things that the cards teach. But when it comes to uh, mental mental health, right, for a lot of us. Um, yes, absolutely. Man, it's crazy. And I learned that from a fifth grader. So I think yeah, that's the biggest takeaway uh, for sure when it comes to these kids and the cards, because the same things are going on 
kid, those kids that I show trading, they do it on their own. Like there are a lot of people who send in cards uh, to the school directly to the school, so I'm able to use them as incentives, quick little giveaways when kids are caught in you know uh, random acts of kindness and things like that. So they bring them back and they trade them. But a lot of times they're bringing some kids are bringing cards from their own home. It's not a lot. You know what I mean? They're not sleeved. Who cares? Who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. They're learning skills that um, I wish a lot of more more schools and community communities were able to uh, learn and practice. Yeah, so I think so many of us can can relate to that, right? Just sometimes being in that zone, being around your cards, you're you're surrounded by stuff you love right now, where where you are, and uh, that that gives you a sense of uh, of, of calmness, of of anxiety reduction. Um, that's an amazing thing. I think a lot of people can actually uh, relate to in this hobby. It's funny, and that's what's important. You know, the the positivity in the hobby. Uh, a lot of people lately are getting a little negative. Something I appreciate about uh, about Double P's perspective is that you're keeping things generally. You're keeping them very positive. You're reminding people this is a hobby that's supposed to be helping out, right? And it's supposed to be keeping us positive. It's supposed to keep us, you know, uh, as a community, and. Um, you know, and, and the other thing, uh, the other thing being that um, you, you, so you're, you're pretty deeply involved in the community. We wanted, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about the Dallas card shows that you've been at recently, especially for the cardboard coaches. We're stuck at home. Uh, give us some perspective on that, how, how that's going in terms of the actual outside world where people are, are uh, meeting up and, and uh, commiserating. How is that? It's been fun. It's been fun. It's been fun. It's and were these, were these your first shows, by the way? These were my first large card shows. Before that, I was just attending large toy shows like Comic Cons. Yeah. But I'd attend smaller because out here, a lot of the toys and card shows are blended, at least the ones I used to go to in comic books. So I would get everything at the same time. But um, Dallas was my first like exclusive card show that I've been to ever. And I think yeah, earlier this year in January, I think was the first one. I've been to three or four of them now. Um, but yeah, it's been great just to be a kid there, meet so many people, um, link up with people, create with people. But again, just to be around all those cards yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. see them and hold them. It's nothing like it. It's nothing like it. I'm excited to, to one day finally be unshackled from this, from this <laughs> province in this country. <laughs> Co is an example of a guy new to the hobby who yeah, the exposure is what's going on on Instagram and what, what people are posting yep. and, and, and that sort of thing. And so that is why uh, the RPS content is so important to so many people. It's kind of like that connection. Now, what do you see as your... See, I can call you a, a sports card artist. I call you a sports card musician, a content creator, and a collector. What do you feel your primary function is? What, what, what is it that you're primarily offering to the hobby? Uh, that's a good question. That's a great question. Well, what would you say? Slabby just walked in, y'all. He here. Hey, we'd love to see Slab so How's it going, man? Being good, bro. Can't nice complain. On screen. Love that positive attitude between the two of you. Usually seeing Slab Sosa in a music video or a, or a production. It's good to see him. Maybe okay. Slab Sosa's got something to say about what, what you guys feel your 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 primary uh, function is if, if such a thing exists. What what are you primarily um, trying to trying to give to the hobby? To the hobby? Um, I mean. We're trying to give a hobby a new lens, I guess you can say. You know, I guess the hobby's been 
kind of just, you know, just cards, yeah. straightforward, and that's it, you know? And that's great. But I think with us, we're, we're kind of opening the hobby to new heights, you know? We're bringing music, content, um, you know, bringing, I mean, honestly, we're bringing color to the hobby. Yeah. You know, black people within the hobby, yeah. you know? So I think that we're, we're just bringing a new lens. Um, I think we're making the, the, the hobby more inclusive instead of exclusive which I think is important just for the survival of the hobby. You know, you, you need, things need to be inclusive, you know, and everybody needs to be involved with it for it to really last. Absolutely. And, and I think, I mean, I personally think it's, it's, the, it's the tip of the iceberg with so much what you guys are doing, because the second I turn someone on to your music, they're blown away. They're like, I can't believe someone's making music as it relates to the hobby. That's something that's very new. Uh, I think it's, you know, obviously something that's grown organically through what we've been going through in the world as a pandemic i've spoken to uh to peter pacman uh on, on some ig lives about inclusivity uh we're seeing more women involved we're seeing more people of color we're seeing and that is so important and, and we are already touched on the kids right the fact that we got to keep the generations going i mean i think the savviest among us know if this hobby that we're involved in on any level whether it relates to business or just enjoying it it has to kind of keep rolling yeah. through the generations and that sort of thing now, I know you guys are busy today. You got a lot of stuff on tap. Uh, tell us a little bit what the, the best ways to, to find you out there, because a lot of people just know you from IG. You're growing there. I saw you got a shout out from Card Porn, which is a big deal. Uh, and then you're being featured more often. Uh, let us know what you guys got coming up on tap. Because like I said, I think this is just the beginning for you guys. Um, there's, there's so much potential in terms of, of what you guys are offering out in terms of content. What's coming up? Where can our where can our viewers find you? Um, all that sort of thing. Let, uh, let us know about that. I mean, of course, you can find us on Instagram, Slabby dot Sosa, dot Best, right? So, yeah, yeah Javid dot so. Best, yep. right? That's Rip Hamiltops, and then Peter underscore Pacman, and then we also have the Rip Pack and Slab with underscores in between there. That's our Twitter handle and our TikTok handle, trailer handle. And all of that. Um, we have a RPS Rip Pack and Slab video game coming out or app coming out, game that'll be available on your phone. That should be releasing real, real soon. Um, that's what rappers say, so we're gonna say that about everything. But really, releasing real, real soon. Uh, more music. Uh, we have a music video uh, we're gonna drop probably today, probably when we link up. Uh, another thing people don't know is we've started we started this in a july august of 2020 and last week was the first time slabby myself and rip were in the same place at the same time creating together we all the music has been done remotely uh during the pandemic we were on lockdown too <clears throat> right so we weren't able to meet up at a studio or any of that this is where all the music was made right here and then at, at, at rip's house and we just email send it back and forth and we just put it out there um, so a whole lot more of that. Sundays we've dedicated to creating together though. So that's why today Slabby pulled up. He drove about an hour away. We're Ooh. about to drive another 30, 45 minutes away to go link up with Rip and uh, just create some content. Also with Naka, the most electrifying man in wax, yes, uh, a, a breaker, um, and just great guy in the community and hobby as well too. Um, what else we got coming in? A, a lot of we're gonna be dropping our RPS hoodies pretty pretty soon. That's what I want to hear about, man. I'm That's waiting gonna, to get some of that merch. The merch gonna be coming out soon. We just everything has to fall into place. We wanted to fall in line with the video game. So when you when when you're ripping your pack, 
you know, I mean, it's an experience. So we want it, we just don't want it to be a hoodie and you're buying a hoodie. We don't sell cards, we don't sell anything. Yeah. So if we're gonna sell our hoodies, we're gonna make sure it's an experience that's hobby related and something that people are gonna have fun with um, at the same time. You know what I mean? These are not $25 hoodies or $50 hoodies with this stitching. So we gotta make sure um, that we're, we're putting value um, with, with every single pack and it's unique. And there's, you know, we just wanna make sure it's, it's fun for everybody. So like 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 Slabby said, inclusive. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Now, now, since we got Slabby here, since we weren't fully expecting that, and and he is the uh, the the element like you mentioned that, that has a little bit more experience with the grading, I I, I would be uh, I, I would be foolish to not ask what your opinion is with what's going on with grading right now, Slabby. Yeah. I'm sure you're you, like us. You're you're waiting on some orders and you've been receiving some. What, what how are you feeling on what's going on with uh, with all the controversy as it relates to grading these days? Man, honestly, funny thing is, like around, I say July or June, I sent my first uh, sub in the PSA. Um, got it back like three or four months later. But I was in that whole time. I was kind of buying things in preparation, like, okay, I'm gonna buy this card. <laughs> yeah. Get it graded, you know. Like, I'm gonna get a stash. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fall yeah. off and get graded. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they came with the whole. You know, a hike to three hundred dollars. So I'm just like, oh, I'm stuck with these cards. I'm definitely not, you know, spending yeah. all that money. But honestly, for me, I think it's great for the hobby. You know, um, with, with, I, I just think that it's just great for the hobby. I think that with anything, like when you're doing good and there's a lot of business and there's a lot of, you know, prices increase. Um, I, I think it, it's gonna it's gonna set a new floor. I, I just think it's 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 just healthy for the hobby. You know. Yeah. Um, it, it brings more value. Typically, when things are more expensive, it, it's it's perceived as being more valuable. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's definitely a legitimate viewpoint on it. Some people are panicking. Some people are, you know, I know that one thing about uh, about uh, about you guys as well is when there when there are some opinions and takes on the hobby, uh, I find that uh, you're not afraid to just kind of put it out in in a, in a in a more real way. Just as a quick example, the whole the whole resale flipper kind of thing something i've always talked about on the podcast is you know i was like 10 20 years ago in the world of action figures this was already happening people were trying to get in early on the variations and the rare figures and flipping them this is not a new concept still happening it's yeah. an element capitalism. of capitalism and so i appreciate that you guys put that out there because that's a take that we're just not seeing it's just people getting mad at each other and arguing and sometimes i'm thinking to myself the simplest solution here is just you know take a look at what's going on in all this and like slabby mentioned if you know if prices are going up and people are being a little pickier about what they're sending in that's not necessarily a bad thing Do, are, are you are you uh, keeping an eye on any of the other grading companies and, and other options at all or are you sticking with psa that's another thing I love personally. I I love the fact that ever since PSA hiked the prices that a lot of other grade companies have kind of just started up. Yeah. You know, I think that's another thing that's great for the hobby, you know, like like in, inclusiveness, you know, for the longest yeah. we pretty much just had BG, uh, BGS and PSA pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty basic. Yeah. I mean, you got to add. Yeah, and we said like, this what happened years ago. Pac years ago. Yeah. Years ago. He's like a, a fortune years. teller. He pre a lot of the stuff we see now, he was predicting years ago. a year ago. Two Nostradamus, years. man. Yeah, <laughs> we just we just study the hobby. We just study the hobby. If you, if you go back, if you go back to 1868 and read as much as you can and listen and learn, it just 
everything repeats. Yeah, cycle. It's all cycles. You know? Yeah, it's all cycles. So yeah. you know what's going to come next in some shape, form, or fashion. What, what is what is RPS collecting right now, and what is RPS looking at in terms of uh, give give our viewers a if you if I know everybody sometimes keeps certain things to their chest, but what are you collecting right now? What are you keeping an eye on? Uh, I know you're collecting Pacific. I know you're doing that. Yeah, you know, yeah, pack. You know. That's that's pack is Michael J. Kramer Pacific. Pacific Absolutely. products all day. That's that's what I'm on. Um, yeah, that we had that briefly in the hockey world, and a lot of people kind of look past that. They look. We, we even look past. We had Panini for a few years in the hockey world, yeah. and uh, I think a lot of people looking back on that. I was in a prison break last night that that a guy was running from 1314 hockey. Were you? So and and uh, and in terms and, and I know I've seen you I've seen you uh, shouting out women in sports in terms of collectibles and and I've even seen your your kids playing the hockey as well. So is that something that you're 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 looking at some other sports and trying to expand in that sense? Oh, I know for me personally, for sure. I've um I've been dibbling and dabbling in hockey here and there for sure. I, like I think for for all of us, three of us, we like going right when everybody's going left. We like going yeah. left. Everybody's going right. Yeah. So around the time where everybody's looking at basketball, football, we kind of try to find value, try to find value in other things. You know, like there's some golf plays that that pack sent me that that I bought some you know Tiger Woods rookie card uh, yep. boxes. I know Pack has some uh, Serena Williams rookie card boxes. Um, yep. I have some uh, you know Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby boxes, rookie card uh, rookie card boxes. So I think for us, it's just, you know, kind of thinking outside the box, you know. We always say we, we are 18 months ahead. We always try and be ahead of the game, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cartel, yeah. it's time I hit you about hockey is because he was he was the one putting the hockey in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You mentioned outside the box, outside the wax, by the way, which is a podcast that you guys are doing, correct? With uh, the, the, the maestro Donnie B Collectibles. And that's another guy. Card killer. When so many people came back to the hobby or entered the hobby during the lockdown, like I said, I, I know I'm kind of, uh, I'm constantly uh, shining your shoes here, but you know, you guys were such an important part of that to see that, uh, you know, people were putting so much passion and energy into it right off the bat. It was you and Donnie B. I think these were the early stages for you guys. Cause I, I hopped on Instagram only in uh you know like a very early stage in the lockdown maybe like may or june of, of 2020 and i think that's when you guys were just starting out you're much bigger now a lot more eyes on you i hope that you guys continue having more eyes on you as as time goes on i love your content and we're just trying to put it out there as much as we can because uh it's just it's just in it's an enhancement it's an enhancement for the hobby and and positivity is so much is so important right now when uh people start talking about market dips and uh, all these issues with you know getting your cards graded or, or picking up retail you guys are creating an outlet that lets us kind of remind ourselves of what's positive and what's good out there so we really appreciate that and it's it's actually especially important for cartel and i because our last episode we basically just like vented about all the shit that we're like <laughs> just sick of you know just and so to have two people on here that are just so positive and, uh, you know, just kind of help bring us back down to earth. I feel like it's a perfect transition for us. So I really, really appreciate it. 
It's about that balance, man. Exactly. We all need that balance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. all needed. If There's it's, times where he where he's negative and I gotta be positive. Yeah. Time or Rip's positive and we're net. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's all about that balance. Yeah. It's exactly it, man. And we bring each other up at the end of the day. You know. Yep. That's that's what we gotta do. We gotta keep doing it. And and hopefully the next step is bumping into you guys live and in person at a show somewhere. Whether you guys maybe fly out to Canada one day or we head down there, making it happen. I definitely yeah. got to get out to Canada yeah, one of these days, man. When everything good again, I'm for sure getting out yeah. there. Yeah. Once the Toronto Expo starts up again, man, that's our big card show. That's our big national. We we, we got to have you there. We will definitely give you the heads up and see if we can make yeah. that happen. Oh, yeah. Sure. Thanks oh, yeah. so much for joining us, man. Man, I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for sharing your platform. It really yeah, means the world. Right. And like I said at the beginning, uh, I think the, the rapport and the relationship we have outside of this is the most important thing that that we take away from this. So just, man, just appreciate y'all, uh, y'all presence and y'all support, man. That's a love for you guys. Yeah, energy too, yeah. Appreciate it. All right, man. Get, get to work on that amazing content today, guys. We're, we're waiting for it. Ran right on, man. Appreciate y'all. Take care, guys. See ya. So that was uh, a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Oh my God. That was, uh, man, both those guys are just unreal individuals. And like I said before, I feel like after last episode, we really needed that. And uh, anyone who's listening to these back to back, it's like perfect. Yes. Let's get, uh, let's get the positivity train rolling. And uh, yeah, I, thought, I think the, the most interesting stuff that, that, that uh, we, we gleamed from, from this conversation is like, you know, you, when, you, when, you, when you speak to some of these um, well-loved and well-respected uh, cre content creators, um, you know, you, you get that story about how impactful the lockdown was and, you know, getting the social media and then, and then having all the brainstorms and all the, the, the passion and creativity that starts to build up in response to um connecting with a community that yeah, is also like, into the stuff that you're into yeah exactly and like what can i do to help people right now you know like because mm -hmm. like that was taken away from most of us so and peter pacman was you know he was like he was more he was into other collectibles and then got really immersed in the sports card hobby likely you know being being surrounded by other people and, and the, the, and the one thing he's, he's always learning, like this is the, and, and, and same with you, right? This is something that uh, I saw as a positive when you were coming into the hobby was that you weren't just coming in with this eye for investment and making money. Like yeah. a lot of people were, uh, you wanted to learn about it. You wanted to get educated. You learn about it by being involved, right? By making deals, buying, selling, grading. This is how you're learning about the stuff. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's an incredibly uh, positive thing in, in the midst of all this stuff that that's going on. But, uh, yeah, the, 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 the content creators that we're having on here, they're just bringing so much, uh, joy. And, uh, yeah, it's like we mentioned that the, the, the hobby can be the ultimate de-stressor, you know, anxiety reducer. It can also have the opposite effect if, if you let it have, yeah. have that that effect right same, same deal for it's i think it was joe rogan who talked about the fact that exercise is this incredible anti-anxiety anti-depression pill that that people are just kind of uh kind of uh ignoring and uh then we're getting wrapped up in in, in all the negativity and that's going to increase anxiety and depression sure. so let's stay positive even though we are in this city right now where are you at on that brendan how do you feel a lot of people feel paralyzed some people continue to be confident and some people are curled up in a ball. 
Um, you know, I, I go through my stages. Um, there are times where I, I definitely, you know, I see what's happening out in the world and there's, you know, people in arenas and there's people at, at festivals, people on the street for Christ's sake, um, together. That was, the, that was the first game with spectators. Yeah. In Canada. Um, and I mean, I definitely, sometimes I'm envious, um, but I do know that, uh, you know, the one thing I, I just, I can't control anything that's happening right now. You know, I can't control the virus. I can't control, um, the government. I can't control people's perception of the virus. I can't control people getting the vaccine. I can't, I can't control any of those things. Right. So, um, every time that I do find myself in one of those ruts, um, I just, you know, as a Leaf fan, you just, you just got to be patient. You just, you have no choice. Like there, you have two choices. One is to, you know, be miserable. And I mean, I opt for that choice sometimes, but the other choice is to just accept that you have no choices and that you just got to wait it out sometimes. Well, right? And you, you do have the choice to become a Seattle Kraken fan. If that, if that, is I've it. heard numerous people, I'm not joking in the last, uh, yeah. After, as after yesterday, I, I heard numerous people saying that they were going to be Seattle Kraken fans. So um, I, I don't like reacting to things. I, I really tried not to um, for the most part. And uh yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for things to, to be different, but I, I, at the same time, I'm trying not to get my hopes up and you know, when it happens, it happens. And I, I know that once it does happen, I'm going to enjoy every single moment of it, you know? So now what, when, 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 what happens? Are we talking about opening up or the leaps or what, what are we talking about? Uh, everything, everything, everything. everything. Okay. I, All you right. You know, okay. everything I've ever, I've ever really wanted in life. Sure. So, so yes, okay. when things open up, when, the Leafs eventually, you know, I mean, maybe it's another 50 years. I don't know. Right. But when it does happen, it's just going to be that it's like another layer. Like every time things get derailed, whether it be in the reopening process, whether it be in the Leafs Stanley cup hopes, you know, every time I think that it's like today's the day and it doesn't happen, it sucks. It really sucks. But the next when it does that's just another layer of it you know and then it's just going to be extreme jubilation from here on out so it's um yeah and and it's hard to disassociate sometimes but uh yeah speaking of the leafs they absolutely i mean they're just doing what the leafs do and as someone who you know the thing is i have not been alive long enough to not know this so like again so i i've got that like I just learned to, to be this way because almost because the Leafs, like I just, I know that I get shit on constantly. And I, I, you know, I always tell people that if you ever want to know how committed I am to a cause, just under, just understand that I'm a Leaf fan. Um, I'm, uh, I'm Portuguese too. And I mean, for those of you who don't know Portuguese specifically about soccer, they are diehards about their national team. And we've been good for a long time. And uh, up until 2016, we had never won anything. So we'd had great teams, you know, recognized worldwide. We had the best player in the world, you know, from 2000 and let's say 10. That's let's say 2010 to, you know, let's say now he's still one of the greatest players of all time. 
and never won a, a major trophy up until that point. So like, I understand, I get it. It sucks. It's awful. Um, but I mean, what else is there? If you don't believe, then life is bleak, you know? You know, and uh, like, here's the thing. The Leafs are really good at doing what this, this thing that they do. Just, it's almost like it's, it's an art form and they've perfected it. And uh, the result is a lot of tears, a lot of high blood pressure, a lot of anxiety with, uh, with their fans. But, you know, the, the only way I can look at it is, you know, we're, we're lucky enough to have playoff hockey happening, which is always, I, I've always contended it is, if not the, but one of the most incredible and exciting sporting events in the world, all of them included World Cup soccer, you know, NCAA basketball, it's the, the NHL playoffs are grueling. They are intense. It's amazing hockey. And we're still going to be watching that, even if the Leafs do get eliminated. Uh, I'm, I'm keeping up hope that uh, that we don't. I mean, generally speaking, throughout the season, I don't think we've seen many spates where the Leafs have lost several games like that in a row. So I'm keeping hope up. I'm hoping that, you know, our, our top guys show up because they've been napping for, for a few games. Uh, but nonetheless, there will still be playoff hockey. There will still be exciting stuff going on. And I still can't tell you with full confidence who's going to take this thing. So if you had a bracket, I think you have two teams advance. I think so. I think my bracket's pretty busted. I, uh, to be fair, I got, I got screwed over on, uh, I think it was Boston and Winnipeg so far. Yeah, I think a lot of people were calling, uh, calling the Oilers. Yeah. So who knows? It's going to be anyone's game, and it's still going to be interesting. Uh, I'll still be watching, regardless of whether the Leafs are involved or not. Um, it's funny you mentioned earlier, before we got into this, this Leaf chat, that, um, you know, like, when I first got into the hobby, I, uh, I, I didn't jump in, like, and just buy what everyone else was buying. And I wasn't like looking where everyone else was looking. And that's yeah, th thankfully you weren't stacking like Luka Doncic. Well, ironically enough. So, you know, for those of you who don't know, we just got our first sub together back. Um, we didn't express sub in February and it was returned to us in May. So super express. And that wasn't a super express, but I mean like super comma express, very express. Um, right. And uh, we will talk a little bit about those grades after this, but I was looking at our first submission together. So this would have been like the first thing I submitted. Um, and now we don't know the grades obviously, but I think it aged pretty well, man. I think I got like seven Tatis in there. Um, yeah. I, mind you, they are the debuts. So they're, uh, they're not as valuable as the, the Chromes. I've got a bunch of Jason Dominguez. I've got, um, you know, like a lot of stuff that, you know, everyone's like, oh, everything's down and the stuff's pretty consistent. I'm, so I'm pretty impressed with myself, to be completely honest, not to toot my own horn right now, but I was like, yo, I did all right. There's a few things in there that are kind of like meh. Um, I, I've got like an Ian Happ Bowman first, I think in there. Uh, so We'll see how that ages. Yeah, for the for the most part, it, it doesn't reflect any sort of um, knee jerk investing or anything like that. Mind you, you you know we we have missed a window. Yeah. With, with some of these cards, we definitely have, and that that's a problem a lot of people experience and talk about is that they missed a window yeah. with some of these submissions where, had they been returned in a more timely manner, there would have been a bigger opportunity. 
And that's most important for people running businesses yeah. and you do this for a living. That, 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 that's a very legitimate thing. And you, and like you mentioned, we, we are, you are going to see the occasional, uh, particularly in the world of basketball, because it was so reactive at the time. Um, you know, you're, you're going to see some, some submissions that uh, include players that were kind of at the time being graded and would not be graded right now. Mind you, in looking in that first submission, I've got some Darren Fox and Jason Tatum in there. So I was happy. And those are ones I was kind of on borderline about and I tossed them in. So, uh, so that's, that's a good thing. Um, and yeah, before we get more into what, what essentially what wasn't our first submission, because we'd already submitted so many before. Yeah, we, no, but I mean, like our first received submission. Right, right. And for you, your first slabs getting back. Yes. But, but beyond that, um, we, we did want to touch on the Gretzky sale and what sure that did. might mean for the hockey market. Sure um, did. We saw, what, what would you say, what was it roughly a, a tripling of the last PSA 10? It was more than triple. It was more than triple. It was uh, the, so in December. And that was in March, I believe of 2020. Was that March of, of last year? December, the, December, it sold for a million. Okay. It was December. Sorry. You're December right. December 20th. There was, there was another big sale in March of something else. But, yeah. December uh, maybe 20th. The LeBron, maybe. The million dollar LeBron. Yeah. 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 So December 20th, it sold for a million and 50 or something. And uh, it just sold for 3.75. So, so roughly a six-month. Almost four triple. times in six months. Right. Which is crazy. Um, and I think for a pop two of arguably the most in the hobby, maybe, maybe. It, it's definitely the most recognized hockey name of all time. Wayne Gretzky. So, you know what I mean? Like a sale of that magnitude makes sense, especially for a pop two PSA 10 uh, from a card from 1979. Um, well, it's, it's like uh, Jeremy Lee of, of, of Sports Card Live uh, posted today. Uh, a lot of people will tell you that uh, Michael Jordan is the Wayne Gretzky of basketball yeah. rather than rather than the other way around. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, that, 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 that is how important this guy is on an individual level to the sport. Um, and the card itself, a lot of people kind of have to get some perspective on this of just how rare it is to find in that grade. A lot of people are confused when they see a card with a rough edge in a PSA 10 slab. I've heard That's people just, knock the centering too. I'm like, man. It's well, well, that might be more legit because we've yeah. seen off center Fleer Jordans. Uh, I'd have to take another look, but, the, but again, with the cutting process with OPG, if you're familiar with it, you're, you're likely looking at a fake card if you're not seeing some element of, of a rough edge. So it's just yeah. more about how the card is overall, the stability of the card, the edges, and the centering is very important. Um, and I and believe be, it probably- And to be clear, it probably wouldn't get a 10 today. Based on, based on- Yeah, like, I mean, potentially, potentially, because I would hope there are very specific graders working with a card like that. You um, never know. I mean, honestly- so much context to it in terms yeah, of its production. I agree, it I agree. But at the same time, like, you mean, if you're a PSA, wouldn't you want to keep that pop where it is? You know, like, wouldn't like- Again, you, you start to get into an ethical conversation. I agree, I agree. I know, I know. And I'm definitely diving into something completely different, but like- yeah, I don't know if that pop's ever going to change. To be honest, I mean, the chances are you, it's a car you get into the conversation that PSA loves seeing these sales advertised, obviously because it promotes their what they're doing, their service, 
And then that becomes a whole ethical issue. This I, I don't know if we want to get into that, the whole concept of population control, which, by the way, is not a verified thing. This is not no. something that came out in a newsletter no. No. where they said we are controlling population. It is first and foremost a theory. And it uh, sometimes it comes from a very angry place where people are not happy with their grades. For sure. But I'm not sitting here and saying it's not legitimate. That no. there, there's probably... Uh, there is probably a lot to be said about the mentality and what's going on in PSA right now, that it can be a very real thing. Yeah. Um, now, does that affect the hockey card market? Does that um, have a trickle down quote unquote effect? Well, when it comes um, to the rest of the Gretzky cards, hockey vintage, which by the way, has been dipping. For the I, last I mean, even McDavid, McDavid, since he got, since he got out. Well, well again, we've, that's, that's a performance dip. Yeah, but it, I mean, exactly. But you would think that, like, as like the guy who's like next up, almost. You sure. know what I mean? Like, well, then the argument would be that the Gretzky sale perhaps stops the McDavid from sliding lower than it may have. Performance differences, performance chart, you know, performance. The performance of the chart based on the player's performance is still, uh, in my opinion, one of the most reliable aspects of the hobby. When when we're seeing either a big market trend up or down, that's still a re reliable element in it. Uh, the, the dip in, in vintage hockey to me has, has been one of the most surprising elements across the board. And uh, I have to think that maybe this helps a little bit. Um, if people have these conversations about just how difficult it is to grade 80s OPG, right? And I thought we were onto that when we saw an initial bump about six months ago we saw what was happening with Patrick Law and Mario Lemieux. That settled down a little bit. But hopefully conversations are being started about, you know, elements of production. What makes it a difficult grade? What makes it rare to, to find in, in a high grade? So as long as people are having those conversations and there's awareness there, uh, that could be good for the vintage end of hockey. As far as base hockey and that sort of thing, the question is, is that going to fall in line with the rest of the market with what's happening with basketball and baseball, right? So we're seeing a lot of markers in those sports flatlining. We've seen the prism bases come down. We've seen tops update paper come down. Acuna, despite his amazing performances, flatline. Right. So yeah, based on pop counts. And again, I I, I guess that makes sense at the end of the day. Uh, I've always argued hockey should be viewed with a bit of a different uh, perspective particularly young guns, you're, you're not getting them the same way you're getting rookie cards in Pops baseball yeah. or prism basketball. There is no approximate odds of finding a John Morant rookie card. There's no approximate odds of finding an Aaron Judge in 2017 Tops update. There are odds when it comes to the young guns cards. So I think that that, that should be put into, uh, into perspective as well. I guess the market, the market will tell, right? Right. So, so this express order we got for me, it was definitely one of, I, I haven't received an order in a long time. Uh, I wrote down what my expectations were. Um, you know, a lot of it was like, Oh, okay, what percentage of tens did you get? But on an express order specifically, when you're being very picky and you're paying more, it's not necessarily about that. Uh, there was one card, you know, that, that John Jones card that I sent in his, his uh, tops UFC rookie card. Um, I, I came in with a minimum grade because God knows what that card was going to get. Yeah, it was not mint on first viewing. It it has a lot of issues with uh, edge chipping and, and corners. That's the way the set was produced. So I, I had a min nine on that with the with the hope I'd get a nine, but I had I was fully ready 
to receive that card in a in a card saver and not grade it. Uh, so that was a good thing. Now you had an interesting situation because you sent in some really old obscure soccer cards. Yeah, so I I sent in um, two stickers in particular that I, that were pack fresh, and I say pack fresh. Well, um, they came out of a pack. Yeah, but they were they were packed from uh, a 1984 sticker pack. So those things were fermenting in there for like 35 years. Fermenting and uh, yeah, and so nice. when I opened them up, one of the stickers in particular stuck to the the paper because, it, like I said, it had been there for 35 years, literally 35 years, and um, as a result, the back came off a little bit like it and the back was still intact but you could see res from the 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 sticker pack and uh, it actually surprised the hell out of me got a psa one now i thought there was going to be like deductions but um i was you know pretty surprised and especially because it was a like pop zero before i submitted it so like literally these had never been graded before um, so it was actually pretty interesting to see how hard they graded on them. I, I thought that that one in particular was probably close to a six. Um, and then I submitted another one uh, with, you know, it looked for a, a, a sticker out of a pack from 1984. It was, I mean, flawless. So I thought it was going to get an eight. Uh, it got a four. So I, so I did definitely get knocked down a peg. So I've got these in my possession. Uh, you'll have them in hand soon. And uh, I will tell you that, and again, this is so interesting. You should, you should create a whole post on this, and, and I'm sure you will when you get them. 100%. Because these are cards that were never graded before by PSA. This is a very interesting situation. We're, we're going to see less and less of that because everyone's sending everything in. So this, these are literally cards. So it was 1984. Uh, it was, was the set devoted to Maradona? It was. It was a set, and it was only produced in Argentina. So okay. it was, uh, it was like a, a set it, and it basically it's it in, in Spanish, but the translation is like learning to play football with our, with, with Maradona. So um, your cards came from South America. Yeah. They experienced a lot of different climates and God knows what else between 1984 and the time that you opened them here in, I'm assuming you opened them in 2020. Yeah. Uh, to 2021, I think. Yeah. Now they, you know, the, the one that was graded a PSA four presents very nicely and it looks like a sticker that you took out of a pack, but I'm looking at them, Brennan, and they, they kind of, they, they definitely look aged, right? Like they, they experienced something. But now, how that, much of that, that was like how they printed stickers back? Then. You're right. Oh, you know absolutely. I mean? Dude, yeah. they probably came, came off incredibly cheap printing presses. And see, here's the disadvantage of being the first guy to have them. A hundred percent. Because once they roll out a few dozen more, they might catch on to certain things. So you were at a disadvantage there. But I'm also reminding you, you're at an advantage right now because you're the only guy that owns these two Maradona's in slaps. Yeah. So I'm just putting that out there for you, uh, Brendan. But yeah. uh, the disadvantage is being the first guy on the scene to have graded. That's so rare that that happens these days. Um, I wish I had them closer to me so I can show them off here, but I'm sure you'll be showing them off. Um, the, the bigger issue was I was looking at the four and the one and what went wrong. Now, the one did have attachments. Now, you'll often see in cards that have perforations or that need to be removed or cut like the Sports Illustrated for Kids cards and stuff like that. Um, it had a little bit of extra paper. Yeah. 
but I still didn't see that as why they would kind of downgrade that from a one to a four. They, they both have a little bit of that blue residue going on. Um, but yeah, that, that one was a mystery to me. You take a closer look when you have them and try yeah. to figure it out. But that yeah. was really interesting to have a set that has not been graded at all. Like PSA and you have opened the gates. I was excited, man. I was excited. I actually have one more from that set. Um, and I'm debating whether or not to send that in too. Uh, also pop zero. So we'll see. There you go. But other than that, you know, I, I was okay with the grading that we received. Uh, funny enough, my big thing was that a card that I was almost 100% sure was going to be a nine ended up a 10. Um, and uh, other than that, yeah, no, no major, no major issues. I was really hoping for that 10 on the Yagro Beachy premiere. It looks damn nice to me. Maybe it was the centering. I'm not sure, but I can't, again, this express order is not where we're really going to be able to make any big decisions about what's going on at PSA. Yeah. It's going to be, it's well, going to be. Especially our because like we sent in stuff that was unique, you know, like overall um, stuff that really the pop counts were low on all the stuff we sent in, um, you know, at least for the 10 Yager was low. But, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I was shooting for that 10. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll really see what's going on once we get one of the, the bigger orders there. In four months. God knows. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. We'll see. Let's talk uh, a little bit about fitness today. Yes, indeed. So the so, cardboard coaches, we're trying to, we're, 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 we're trying to, uh, trying to keep to our promise to, uh, to educate the masses when it comes to health and fitness. It's important. Uh, especially important collecting when we're doing a lot of sitting, doing a lot of sorting, maybe uh, chugging a Mountain Dew while we're doing that. So we got to balance things out. We got to keep, sure keep things balanced and things are opening up right now. And we are going to be able to get more active than we've been. And obviously a big lesson that we want to take out of this whole situation is what we can do to prepare for the future when it comes to our health. Uh, I have a health condition in which, you know, last time I got really sick uh, years ago, uh, a doctor had told me I'd done a great job um, preparing, so to speak, in the meantime. So even if you're not someone living with a condition, I think that's there's still a lesson there for us all in the sense that we have this, you know, it, it, it's not an obligation by any means, but we have this uh, important task to build ourselves up just in case something goes horribly wrong. We didn't know the pandemic was on the horizon. Maybe some people did, but we didn't know. Uh, we don't know when we're going to get sick. Yeah. Uh, so uh, one of the big takeaways today is I, I want to talk to, to, to our viewers about the fact that we have an opportunity in the time in between, quote unquote, to take care of ourselves and prepare. So it's just the little things, Brendan, that you're always talking about. I'm just going to throw mine out real quick and then I'll ask you. Cooking at home, there, there is a zen and an accomplishment that you can feel when you do that. And inevitably, regardless of what it is you're cooking, as long as it's not all just coming out of a can or a package, uh, is going to wind up being a lot healthier of a choice than most of the other choices that we're confronted with or that are available to us. Um, drinking a lot of water, cooking for yourself. That's one positive step forward we can take in building up and staying there so that you know we're in a better spot yeah what do you think um yeah man i think that during this pandemic um especially early on for myself like i had noticed that leading up to the pandemic uh there were a lot of things that i just wasn't 
taking seriously enough. Um, you know, for one sleep, I was working a lot and, uh, not only that, but I was stretching myself thin, uh, and really not prioritizing sleep. And I just, I found myself just, uh, you know, not the happy guy I am today. Um, and, you know, given some opportunity to sleep more, the first thing I did, ironically enough, was start sleeping more. And, you know, I, I remember the first few days of the pandemic, I was sleeping like 10 hours a day, uh, maybe just to catch up. Uh, but that's something that I've made sure that uh, will never get compromised again. I mean, obviously, there are going to be moments where Leafs go into triple overtime and you, you kind of have to, even though you work the next morning at 7 a.m. That's late for you, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm in bed by like 10 o'clock, man. So even yesterday, yesterday I was uh, I was like, oh, man, this is 11. I, I uncharted territory for a little bit. But probably one of the latest texts uh, I ever got back. Right? From. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then usually I'm done. But uh, yeah, so like sleep, um, I, same thing with cooking. Like like you mentioned, cooking was something that I, I slowly started to get away from. It was, it was like buying more prepared meals. Like I would go to you know, Loblaws and grab, uh, you know, food from their hot section. And although it is, you know, still someone prepared it, it's just not the same. Uh, I just found myself generally underprepared. And so, you know, when this pandemic is over, um, you know, whenever that is, like when it's officially over, uh, even when it's not officially over, I do know that moving forward, I, I need to prioritize certain things, things like, you know, exercise, although I am a trainer, uh, it, you know, if you know anyone who is a trainer, it is very hard for you to stay motivated working out. You know, you might be there teaching and coaching others, but uh, having the energy to train yourself then afterwards, both mentally and physically, it's not as easy as it sounds, uh, right. especially when you're not in a gym environment or especially when you're trying to put food on the table. You know, like it's very, very, very easy, especially in a place where in Toronto, uh, you know, rents are high, cost of living is high, and uh, you, you know, you prioritize life over it, but it's uh, making more time for the things that make you feel better. And that's, uh, that's something that I want to make sure that I stress to my viewers, our viewers, uh, our listeners, that make sure that you make time for you. Because if you can't be the best you for you, then you can't be the best you for others. And I know that we've got a lot of people on these channels who listen to us and have a, a, a tremendous impact on those around them. Maybe they don't even realize, you know, maybe they've got kids that they're like, oh, well, they're just my kids. But like they, they feed off your energy. They feed off of, and you, uh, you know, I'm sure you're doing an amazing job at raising them or you teach someone piano and like you've been their light right so just know that you can't be you for or you can't if you can't be there for you you can't be there for other people so um you know a little bit of selfishness goes a long way um in this sense and uh yeah that's all i got well i think that you bring up some uh, incredibly important points you know and as a, as a as a trainer i i feel that you know it's sometimes you're taking care of other people and then you got to take care of yourself and sometimes it can be exhausting and the, by the way that extends to by no means am i comparing us in any ways i'm just saying that that extends to people that we should be really thankful for and paying uh, respects to uh you know frontline workers yeah. and anyone involved in the healthcare industry yeah. right now on any level 
whether they're taking care of people uh, uh, in their homes or in hospitals or in clinics, um, it can sometimes be very difficult. But uh, and and you would hope that you know things progress in society and uh, that there are initiatives that help people out in those situations because that can be very daunting. But sure, sure. Uh, yeah, anyone that's uh, anyone that's providing for others and even like you said, content creators that are creating for other people also take that time for yourself and uh and build yourself up so that your baseline is always great and that nothing can get in the way you know exactly it man you gotta i mean like i said you gotta be positive because no one's gonna do it for you i mean obviously we can lean on each other occasionally but in order for you to be your best you for for other people you gotta be the best you for you got it team i hope you enjoyed this podcast it was a ton of fun as always have a wonderful day and uh Keep being great out there, team. Coach Go, out.